0: So hello and welcome, my name's Steve Nobel, and today I'm speaking with Sarah Woodard on spirit guide retrieval. And Sarah was introduced in school to Native American culture, where she was also introduced to the concept of shamanism. Uh, It really spoke to her, but she didn't really have any means of pursuing it at the time, so she put it aside. In college, she explored other paths such as Kabbalah, but that didn't speak to her. And later she discovered Reiki and then oracle cards, and then her guides really began to speak to her through them. And it was through a card reading that the concept of shamanism came back to her. And now Sarah's a spiritual educator, shamanic practitioner, who offers a variety of services through a website, which is stonebridgetransformation.com, and a link will be going out with this podcast. And today we're speaking on the very exciting subject of spirit guide retrieval. So hi, Sarah. Hi, Steve. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I really, I love the topic of spirit guide retrieval. So can you just say generally something about shamanism and spirit guides, just to introduce people to the concept?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, for me, my desire to to meet my spirit guide actually was what got me to pursue the shaman shaman training in the first place. Um, but I, and I didn't really even know what spirit guides were at that point. Hmm. But I knew that they. I knew that in native cultures they had shamans and they and that the shamans in those native cultures worked with spirit guides to make things better to create healing of some kind and that was all i knew and then and then i was in with both feet so right right
0: okay <laughs> yeah i resonate with that myself also so yeah, um, yeah. what it, what what kind of range of spirit guides are there out there in the in these vast spirit worlds
1: so the more you know the way that I learned it in my shaman training was that it's animals and plants and and things of that nature, but of course, they don't inhabit the same realm of existence that we do. They live in their own their own realm of existence. Mm. But I when I work with people, I have expanded that definition that it can also include what I learned were, were called teachers in shamanic tradition, mm. which are like the mythical creatures like fairies and dragons and the phoenix and all those cool things. Mm. Um, but they the role is so similar that for somebody who's not going full on shaman, I include them in, in the spirit guide teaching.
0: Wonderful. And, I mean, the, the, what's the reason we connect with these beings? Well,
1: I, I break it down into there's kind of three major reasons. Um the first is to return a power that we have given up. And by power, I don't mean like, I'm going to rule the world. <laughs> I mean like like your own personal power, your ability to present yourself in the world in a way that is empowered and confident in all of those things. Mm. Um, and sometimes we give up that power without realizing it. And sometimes we've done it in a previous lifetime and it's finally ready to come home to us. And so spirit guides, when they appear in our lives, are come back to give us one of these powers that we've given up because it's time for us to start using it again. Yeah, That's the first thing, and yeah. I think that one's the most exciting. Mm. But coupled with that, they also do help guide our path. Mm. My My concept of the way the universe is set up is that there is this divine plan, and it's all laid out on a map that we can't see because it doesn't live in the same realm that we do, but we still have free will. And so sometimes our guides are trying to get us to go one way and we go, no, I'm going to go this whole other way because I have free will and I want to. Yeah. And, and our guides go, "Uh Oh, and they run around like elves before Christmas trying to get Santa ready. And they run around like crazy, trying to redraw the the lines on the map to get us back where we're supposed to go. Yeah. Um, and, and their goal is to kind of keep us on that right track towards the path to our true selves, towards the path to our soul. Yeah. Um, and then the third thing that they do that I think is a lot less talked about and maybe a lot because it's a lot less known is they actually do provide some level of comfort too.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, I went, I just, I had, my birthday was actually yesterday. Um, oh, but, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. But um, but the, the year, the whole previous year was, I won't call it a dark night of the soul because I, I never felt completely alone because I knew my guides were with me, but it was literally a surrender. You have to just surrender and trust that we've got you kind of a year. It was horrible. Mm. But what I realized in all of that was that they did really have me and it wasn't just they had me because they were planning my life and helping guide me along the way. They had me because when I needed to cry, I could feel them sitting next to me, giving me a hug or some level of comfort. Mm. And people don't often think about that. Um, there's this this poem or a psalm or something called footprints mm. where, where it talks about, you know, there's this old man looking back, you know, down the, down this, you know, shoreline that represents the, his, his, the path of his life. And he says, but God, how come some places there is only one set of footprints? And God says, that's when I carried you. Mm. Um, and, and our spirit guides, that's what they, I really felt. That's what they did this whole past year was they just said, we got you just lay back and let us comfort you and carry you. And we've got this. Um, mm. And I don't think people necessarily realize that. They're so desperate for answers, which is great, and that's a great place to start, but they sometimes forget that you, sometimes you just you got to surrender and let them take care of it and comfort you and hold you and carry you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard it put that way. I've heard people talk about healing, but not really comfort in that way.
1: I think comfort's a big part of healing, honestly.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. I'm going to ask for more comfort from my guides, actually, I think see yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, and they really do they every time it was like I would be standing in the middle of the grocery store and something would remind me of like my grandfather died um, in in um, August yeah and so I would something would remind me of him and I'd want to cry but I'm in the middle of the grocery store and it's not really the right time or place to just burst out sobbing yeah and I'd be like okay hey, can you guys just give me a hug and I and I would get a hug and I would feel better and I could come home and cry where it's okay to do that
0: wonderful so yeah. Wow. Well, that's amazing. So um, let me ask you about uh, now. I'm I'm being the devil's advocate here in a way, but I'm going to ask you about the relevance in a modern setting. You know, because most people consider this as a, a not really old-fashioned, but you know, kind of time gone by. People did this yeah. when they were out in the wilderness, but now we're in cities. We don't need this mm-hmm. anymore. What about sure. that? Sure.
1: I think we need it more than ever. To be honest with you, I yeah. think that I think that you know modern comforts are great. I love indoor plumbing. I love electricity. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But with those with this all of these creature comforts that we have come to re- wireless internet and all that we've come to depend upon, mm. we've lost our connection to the land and our connection to the land is where our soul lives. Mm. And so I think it's more important than ever that that we have Connection to our spirit guides and connection to our spirituality because that it's 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 a cycle right everything on earth is a cycle right the rain the water cycle is how we get rain everything on earth is a cycle and our part of what and we are as humans living on that earth we are part of that cycle and because of that if we're not connected to the land we're not taking care of the land and if we don't take care of the land the land doesn't take care of us and we can see that when we look at our farming practices especially in America yeah. Uh, if we look at our fishing practices i mean i'm a vegan in part because i can't i can't stand it how we're damaging the land in an effort to feed ourselves
0: yeah
1: not acceptable and ultimately it's not sustainable so and i can't and i just sit here and i read you know i read about these horrible things with the big agriculture and i'm going you know if you people understood shamanism you would you would do this differently we could mm. still feed everyone, and we could, go, we could all eat meat again because we'd be harvesting it in a sustainable, compassionate way. Mm. And our food would actually be healthier because instead of animals dying in fear and pain, they'd be not, they would be going out in a peaceful way and respected, and we'd be honoring them in the process, and the food would actually be better for you. Mm. But people, we've lost that connection, and I think it's more vital than ever that we get back to that.
0: Let me ask you another question along with the relevance sure. in a modern, modern setting, because of course, in times gone by, you had the Native American shaman or the European shaman talking about, you know, where's the food for the tribe kind of thing. But nowadays, we have questions like, where's my job? Where am I gonna live? You know, um, one of these kind of things. What about spirit guides working with these modern day problems and issues?
1: Oh, they totally work with that stuff. Yeah. I, I have those same concerns, right? I, I live a human existence. Um, You know, I, I have a mortgage and, and all of those same things that everyone else has. And, but I, in my experience, anytime I've said, okay, spirit guides, I need to, I need to, you know, manifest a certain amount of money to, to do a thing, whatever that thing is that's important for some reason, assuming that it's important for the right reasons and it's in alignment with my soul path and my soul purpose. And I'm not just like, I want money so I can, you know, put it on my living room floor and roll around in it. Um, it, I get it every single time. Mm. And, and it's taken, it's really taken me a while to trust on that one. I, I, I had so much stress and anxiety about money for such a long time. And I'm really only just now stepping into a point where I trust. And I know that if I just say, okay, had a situation, need extra money this month, here's how much make it happen that they will. Mm. So they, they get it because money is just another form of energy and so yes. they get that. They know how to work with energy and so they just say, okay, right now you want energy of this kind. Let's make that happen for you. Um,
0: Wonderful. Yeah. Now, I remember my shamanic teacher, Jonathan, talking a lot about this concept of the web of life, almost like a great mm-hmm. spider's web and everyone's connected or inter- interconnected on this. But, uh, of course, modern day living can create a f- sense of disconnection. And yes. people have got no idea about power animal guides or spirit guides anymore. How do people get reconnected?
1: Well, the way that I think is, A, the quickest, and in this society where everybody is a little bit ADD and is wired to want that instant gratification, um, you know, quick is good. Yeah. Um, but it's also really fun for me and for the person having it done is a spirit guide retrieval. Yeah. Um, and so as I'm sure you know, but for, for people who don't, the way that that works is that, someone who's a shaman like me would would go and go on a on a journey what we call a journey but we travel to that other realm of existence where our guides live and we work with our guides to say okay I need to find a guide for this other person and they help us figure out which which one cuz everyone has more than one hmm. but which guide it is that you need right now in your life which power needs to be returned right now and who is bringing that back to you and we bring that we bring that back and we tell you whatever it is that we're allowed to tell you Definitely their identity, you know, whether it's an eagle or a hawk or a llama or who knows, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and anything else that they've allowed us to share. And from that point, it's much easier for the Western mind, I think, to kind of start connecting because they have a, an image now. They have a creature, a being that they can start talking to rather than just saying, hey, guides, I know you exist. Help me out here. They have an actual sort of target for that conversation.
0: Wonderful. What about helping people to awaken, for example, gifts or inner potential? Is this very much a part of what they're here to do?
1: I think that's part of the returning power thing, for sure. Right. Um, yeah. Like, um, and the thing that thing that I have to I have to emphasize because I I have found in my work that some people think, well, great, now I've got my, you know, the eagle has brought this power back to me, and so everything's great now. Well, yes, but in returning that power to you, you're going to have to now start working with it. And so to do that, you're going to be presented with situations that feel very challenging hmm. to help you grow that power. Hmm. So if 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 the power that was returned to you was you now have this great, you know, gift of media ship and you can now speak with people that have passed on, well, that's freaking cool. But if you've never done it before, it's also really scary. And yeah. if you all of a sudden start hearing people who have died talking to you, you're going to have to kind of get old you're gonna have to work with Eagle or whoever brought that back and say okay this is really freaky I don't know what to do yeah (laughs) help me out here so it's 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 not just like an instant like I've been healed thing yes it's it's a process Um, and sometimes you have to go through sometimes yes they have brought back that power of mediumship let's say but you have to first learn the power of confidence in order to fully embrace that mediumship thing, so you may have to go through a bunch of gates or a bunch of hurdles before you get to the final one. Yeah, if that makes sense.
0: It does. Now I know you're going to offer meditation for people to um, start connecting into this area we're talking about. So, Sarah, yes. whenever you're ready, over to you.
1: Okay, so this is um, this is actually very similar to one that's available on my website for download. So, if for some reason you miss this and and you you just want to hone in on the meditation, there's one very similar up there, but for today, let us start. Um, you can be standing or seated, whatever is more comfortable for you. It does not have to be sitting on the floor. Sit however is comfortable for you. The one thing I ask is that you are somehow in contact with the floor or the ground if you are outside, beneath you. When you're ready, close your eyes. We're gonna take a deep breath in. And then exhale. And do that a couple more times, inhale. And exhale, inhale, and exhale. Now I want you to just pause for a second and think about which sense of your five senses is the strongest. For most people it's usually hearing or sight, but pick the one that for you is the strongest. Go with your first instinct, it doesn't matter if it's hearing or sight, it can be any of the five. And I want you to really focus on that one sense. And as you're focusing on that, continue breathing in whatever pattern of breath naturally works for you. And focus, really, really focus on that one sense. And as you're focusing on it, put out into the universe that intention. Spirit guide, I want a message from you through whichever sense it is that you are honing in on sight, vision, whatever. And really put that out there as strongly as you can. And continue breathing and focusing on that sense. You may start to notice that you're seeing just maybe a sort of at the edges of your vision or at the very, very, very distant part of your hearing. You're starting to notice something. And just invite that in, to come in closer and closer. Don't strain for it, just allow it to come in on its own time. It needs to be starting to get a little bit clearer, just a little bit. Don't strain for it. Allow that to come in as it is ready to. And even if you never get that a clear sense of what it is, be sure to say thank you because that is your guides working really hard to try to connect with you the best that they can at this very, very beginning stage. And you can return to this meditation and return to this space within yourself any time, the more often you do it, the easier it will become and the more clear those messages they're trying to deliver will become. When you're ready, let's take a deep breath in. And exhale. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes.